I want to personally invite you to join me and all the other Brock stars for this year's 13th live and in-person plant stock event outside of Asheville, North Carolina in the little town of Black Mountain. It's 1,500 acres is loaded with wildlife, trees, trails, streams. It is a nature wonderland. And what's also a wonderland are all the incredible speakers that you get to hang with all weekend long, like Jane and Ann Esselstyn, Dr. Will Bolshewitz of Fiber Fueled, Carly Bodrug, Miss Plant U, Dr. Gemma Newman is over from the UK. We have Dr. Don Musalem from the Mayo Clinic, John Mackey, the ex-CEO of Whole Food Market Stores, myself, Brian Hart, and a special appearance by the Plant Bros. Here's the kicker. All these Brock stars are there from Friday till Sunday, and they want to rub elbows with all of you, whether it's over buffets of Plant Strong Fare for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, whether it's going on an afternoon hike, a swim, pickleball, frisbee golf, kickball, cornhole, dancing. We're having live music. It's all there in this fun weekend extravaganza that we affectionately call Plant Stock. Simply go to liveplantstrong.com and then click on Plant Stock 2024 and grab yourself a ticket before they sell out. See you there. Welcome to our spinoff of the Plant Strong podcast that we are affectionately calling Snackables with me, Rip Esselstyn, and uh, my co-host, Jessica Pastore, where we dish and literally chew on all things related to food. On today's episode, we talk about how our friends, the Sarno brothers, Chad and, and Derek, are shaking things up outside of Subway sandwich shops, offering free footlong alternative tuna subs to promote their new line of plant-based alternative seafood products. Be on the lookout for good catch products at grocery retailers near you. We talk about a few of our favorite things with a Plant Strong team member product recommendation that will dress up anything green leafy in addition to dressing up your production of nitric oxide. We want those endothelial cells to sing. We provide a tip for a morning energy boost that works better than coffee. And we give you a formula for how to make foolproof, oil-free salad dressing at home. And guess what? No measuring required. Now it's time to dig into this bite-sized episode. Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Snackables podcast. This is the bite-sized podcast where we, Jessica and I, we basically chew and dish on all things related to food. So thank you for being here. Jessica, <clears throat> since our last podcast, you got married. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was the first episode. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're... Uh, your last name is now Hegarty. Yes. Jessica Hegarty. Correct. And 
you have a bun in the oven that actually is is coming along very nicely. I'm starting to pop, right? I'm starting to feel the stretch uh, for sure. But yes, we refer to her as our oil-free, whole food, <laughs> plant-based, date-sweetened bun in the oven. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> some some news before we dive into some food. Uh, recently, Good Catch has just decided to kind of be a, a major disruptor. And they're, uh, as we just talked about, they're trolling. Trolling. Subway. Yes. Uh, and they have a have trucks in New York City, London, and Austin, Texas, of all places. And they're parking right outside subways mm-hmm. with a van that says, Our Way. And... Very similar in a very similar font to Subway's logo. There's definitely some um, similarities. <laughs> very there. intentional. Very intentional. Yeah, and the reason is it, it kind of came to people's attention that Subway was supposedly using bycatch for their tuna, which contains supposedly no tuna whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You actually did some digging and you found out what exactly? The results were inconclusive. So they there were two customers who alleged that there was not tuna in their tuna recipe. Uh, there was DNA uh, research done and the results were inconclusive. Right. And, so and, and still it, to be determined. And Subway said that something about the cooking process... May have affected results. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But whatever, you know... I want to applaud Good Catch, Derek and Chad Sarnow, and the whole Good Catch team for uh, for really kind of getting out there and being a disruptive force. I actually was just te- texting with Chad, uh, who said that just this morning they got a cease and desist uh, letter from Subway. Yes. Yeah, so it sounds like this was a, a one time, a one day thing. They're not continuing yeah. through the rest of the week. I was a little bit disappointed. I feel like we should have chased them down if we had well, known about this a little sooner. I wanted tuna. to chase them down. I wanted to get a free foot long, good catch tuna sandwich. Free foot long sandwich. That's a great deal. It's a yeah. great deal. Yeah. And they were in Austin. Yeah. Oh, we missed it. Yeah. Oh, well. The ultimate in, in, in marketing and publicity. Totally. Um, so today, I think what we should do is let's think outside the salad dressing bottle mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, and talk about salads and uh, and things of that nature. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, I wore I wore my shirt to kind of celebrate the occasion with lots of greens, kale and collard greens and spinach, turnips, broccoli, cabbage. Uh, one of these things is not like the other, and I know I know you probably know. Which one of these things uh, stands out as inconsistent from the rest of the bunch? Um, I would say spinach because spinach is not a cruciferous green vegetable. That's right. So they're all leafy greens, but spinach is the one that's not. Yeah. Or they're all greens, I guess, but spinach is the one that's not cruciferous. Nice. Still good for you, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking of which, uh, when was the last time you had a salad? Oh my gosh, I had one yesterday, and I'll probably have one as soon as we wrap this up. It'll be my lunch. I made, I'll have to post this in the show notes, mm-hmm. but I made a salad last night. My youngest daughter, Hope, and I, we both made our salads. And I used a whole bunch of kale that was finely chopped up, two huge handfuls of arugula, mm-hmm. and then a mammoth-sized handful of spinach, and then with that, I had mango, I had black beans, I had bell pepper, 
broccoli, uh, grilled tofu, grilled corn off the cob. It was outstanding. That sounds truly gourmet. That sounds wonderful. And I was going to ask you, actually, I feel like there are two types of people in the world. Those that do fruit with their salads and those who don't. So it sounds like you're in the fruit camp. I, I, I have a sweet tooth. I always have. I love adding mango or blueberries or strawberries, um, even grapefruit to my, to my salads. Hmm. Yeah. What about you? Sounds a little strange with the grapefruit. (laughs) I love grapefruit. I've been doing a grapefruit a day, um, recently, but that sounds a little strange to me. For me, my most consistent one is apples. I always put apples in a salad, standard, basic. Um, if I'm doing something with kale, like you were talking about with the salad, with the chopped kale, I'll use diced date pieces to really give Mm. some sweetness to counteract that bitterness. But with the recent weather, and since it's been so blisteringly hot, um, across the nation, really, I've been doing these fabulous summer salads that have fresh corn and fresh cucumbers and absolutely fresh peaches. Mm. That's what I want on my salad these days. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we just, we just got a ton of nectarines and the nectarines are perfect right now. Absolutely perfect. I go through at least three a day. Um, you you know, date, I never put a date in my salad. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. And now I will, especially once the, uh, um, the Batista, Batista farms, Batista farms. Once they're back in stock in September, um, I would definitely recommend putting those in your salad, especially anything with kale. Yeah. That really makes a lot of sense. Um, one of the things that I wanted to share with our listeners today um, is this incredible uh, balsamic dressing that I've been using on all of my summer salads. And I love Oprah, definitely follow her favorite things list. And I feel like we need to do a plant strong team favorites. Uh, list and this would definitely be on there. So, um, can I talk about this product without judgment? Because you're gonna think I'm out of my mind for the money that I spend on a balsamic vinegar. Um, so no, I, I won't. You won't. But I do want to know how much you spent on it. So uh, <clears throat> nobody would bat an eye for a forty-dollar bottle of wine, right? And in our household, we don't drink. We're not buying the filet mignon or the lobster tails or the fancy specialty cheeses, right? So when we do splurge, it's on things like vinegar. And this is one of my favorite products. So it's the Cucina and Amore Balsamic Vinegar of Modena. It's $35 to $40 a bottle at Whole Foods, which expensive yes but a little goes a long way all you need is the finest little drizzle and the reason is so it's so expensive is because it's really reduced so there are more grapes in this than there is in the average uh balsamic vinegar and as you can see when i'm kind of like tilting it around it's it's, like a maple syrup it's super syrupy i mean you know it's sticking to the side of the bottle and it's absolutely delicious so um this is also one of my favorite gift ideas if there's somebody living a plant strong diet you know living the plant strong lifestyle eating whole food plant-based maybe i don't want to bring them some chocolates maybe i don't Mm. want to bring them some wine i'll bring them a really nice bottle of vinegar yeah Mm -hmm. you know in um in our family we we have some different varieties uh there's a company called bima and paws um that and they've got an assortment of varieties from, you know, fig, chocolate, cherry, 
uh, every flavor you can imagine under the a sun. A balsamic vinegar? A balsamic vinegar. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, hmm. it's wild. And then there's olive tap as well that my um, that my mom is a huge fan of. Yeah, I've heard Jane and Ann talk about the olive tap. Yeah. It's like a specialty store. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I believe it's in Cleveland. And it's even though it's called the Olive Tap, it doesn't. These don't have olive oil in them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Right. Yeah, I would say for anybody who's trying to find a balsamic vinegar, I would check for oil. It's not common that it's in there. Mm. But sometimes, if you're finding glazes or those thicker options, they can have added sugar. Yeah. So I would be on the lookout for that. But yeah, there's a ton of great options. And what's great about using a high quality, super dense balsamic vinegar is you really just need this and a little bit of salt and pepper. You don't need to add anything else to it. So it's great as a standalone. Yeah, on, 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 on salads. And, and I hope we'll get into some salad dressings today as yes, well. Yes, absolutely. But it is nice that, you know, if you're in a hurry and you don't feel like doing a darn thing, mm-hmm. you can just whip out that balsamic vinegar, whatever flavor you like, mm-hmm. and just put it on top of your, uh, your your salad, lickety split. Absolutely, and we actually use it on open-faced sandwiches as well. It's great on sandwiches. Um, sometimes I actually have it, have it with breakfast. Can you guess what I might put it on for breakfast? Let me think, breakfast, uh, do you put it on top of your oatmeal? No, <laughs> I think Gregor has a balsamic cherry Brol bowl recipe. Bro? Which is brol bowl. It's like uh, beans, rice. Oh. <laughs> it's got uh, oats. Uh, no, it's barley, rice, yeah. oats, lentils. I can see Dr. Gregor, the bro bowl. The bro bowl. Not. Yeah. yeah. No, there, there, there's an L in that, bro bowl. But yeah. yeah, he does a kind of savory, or maybe it's sweet. It's got cherries in it too. Um, that's a little too out there for me, I think. Um, but Rip, I actually do it sometimes, again, with steamed greens for breakfast. So doesn't matter whatever occasion you're eating your steamed greens but again a little bit of this balsamic vinegar on top would be delicious well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're doing that and where did you learn to do that yes so I was gonna say um, this is a habit that I really developed when I attended your immersion in Asheville uh, I remember for breakfast you would have this elaborate oatmeal bar with oatmeal, berries, bananas, all of these toppings, and then a huge area of fresh steamed greens. And so that combination of oatmeal and greens was really something I took from your immersions. Uh, And when I came home, I continued for a month, very deliberately, greens with breakfast every single morning. And I noticed I got such an energy boost It was better than a cup of coffee. So just having my oatmeal with the greens, with balsamic vinegar, gave me so much energy. It was incredible. I need to bring this back into my my daily routine now. Um, you also probably didn't have the option of getting coffee at the immersion. Or maybe it was half. It, it was, was half-calf. Half-calf. Yes, half-calf. So yeah. yes, yeah. it's a good coffee substitute for sure. It's, it's surprisingly good. And the other thing I noticed when I was eating greens for breakfast it felt like my complexion changed for the better. Mm. Like my cheeks were a little bit rosier. Um, So there was something about that greens and vinegar combination that was just really working for my body. Yeah, well, so that makes sense on a lot of levels. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. one of the reasons, so let me just kind of get into this um, from a 
physiologic point of view. And so in rice vinegar and balsamic vinegar, you have something called acetic acid. And acetic acid is a substance that actually enhances the production of something called nitric oxide synthase enzyme that's within all of our endothelial cells. And if you'll remember, uh, our 65,000 miles of vessels are lined. The innermost lining is with these endothelial cells. And they're, the, as my father likes to say, the life jacket of our vessels. Mm. And what happens is, um, as we age, these nitric oxide synthase enzyme, it actually, it decreases by about 10% every decade. So mm. by the time you're 50, your nitric oxide synthase enzyme is 50%. It's working at 50% mm -hmm. of what it was when you were younger. And when you're 75, it's working at 25%. And there's also a lot of things that also disrupt this, this from happening. It's smoking cigarettes. It's an inflammatory, uh, heavy meat and dairy-based diet. It's a lot of processed foods. All these things disrupt your ability your endothelial cells to pump out nitric oxide. So that being the case, and especially with my father's patients that have severe heart disease, his protocol and ours in the seven day rescue program is we want you to eat four to six servings of green leafy vegetables a day. And we want you, you to drizzle, or as my father likes to say, anoint them <laughs> with balsamic vinegar to help enhance the production of the nitric oxide. Now, um, the reason why we want to eat it, there's, there's two pathways that, that produce nitric oxide. The first is what I talked about, where your body just naturally is pumping out nitric oxide because of the nitric oxide synthase enzyme that's within our cells. But as we age, that decreases. So there's a, another another kind of um, backup redundant source, and that is through the foods we eat. And that's why we like to do the green leafies four to six times a day, anoint them with the, the balsamic vinegar. And one of the things that I discovered when I had um, a gentleman named Nathan Bryant on the podcast <clears throat> in season two, is that it is so crucial that we chew our green leafies because of the oral bacteria that are in our mouths, they're responsible for basically breaking down the nitrates that are in those green leafies, turning them into nitrites, and then those nitrate, nitrites downstream get turned into nitric oxide. Now here's a little, something that's very, very important. Almost 200 million Americans are doing one of three or four things daily that is acting as a nitric oxide disruptor. So if you're using antacids, Right? Oh. That affects the oral bacteria in your mouth and also in your gastrointestinal tract. If you're using toothpaste with fluoride, that also will disrupt it. If you are um, taking antibiotics, that also disrupts it. And then um, lastly is an antiseptic mouthwash. So any one of those four things, and close to 200 million Americans are doing any one of these every single day. So. Anyway, that wow. I, I, I kind of got off there, but you know. no, Rip, that was such helpful information. And so, you know, um, one of the things that I'm thinking about is 
increasing my blood flow, right? I want to make sure that I have good blood flow. And if you're somebody who's struggling with high blood pressure, you're an athlete preparing for an event, these are all things to take into consideration. Um, so no antacids, right. no mouthwash. Antiseptic mouthwash. No antiseptic mouthwash. Okay. And Same then, thing with fluoride toothpaste. Use a, use a fluoride-free toothpaste. Yes, yes. And then let's be really judicious about the anti antibiotics that systemically basically kill off the good, healthy bacteria that are in your mouth and in your gastrointestinal tract. That's great. Okay, well, I'll remember to chew my greens a little yeah. bit better, yeah. anoint them with some sort of vinegar. And again, what's happening there, so that the acetic acid unlocks or contributes? I would say it enhances. Enhances, okay. It, okay. it enhances the, again, you know, you, ha you can't hear this enough. Mm -hmm. It enhances the nitric oxide synthase enzyme that is within, that is located within the endothelial cells and then allows the endothelial cells to produce that much more nitric oxide. Now, another thing that I learned that was very interesting in my conversation with Dr. Nathan Bryant was that the shelf life of nitric oxide is w basically one second. Hmm. So it's this magic molecule and it's alive for one second. So, I mean, it's constantly being, you know, died and reborn, died and reborn. And that's one of the reasons why we wanna do four to six servings that a day. That makes sense. So that we're constantly just having a supply of uh, a nitric oxide flowing through our system. That makes total sense. So, so if you're even if you're a college student who's preparing for an exam and mm -hmm. wants to, you know, increase their uh, mental agility or whatever, you're preparing for something. I would probably recommend the same thing for them, right? Yeah, absolutely. And mm -hmm. an interesting point that I also <clears throat> learned when I was interviewing Nathan Bryant was, who was one of the foremost authorities on the planet on nitric oxide, mm -hmm. was that he has encountered. 12 year olds that because of the diet that they have, the lifestyle they have, mm -hmm. have the vascular system of a 60 or 70 year old. Oh and then here's the good news. Conversely, he's found 75, 80, 85 year olds that have the vascular system of a 20, 30 year old. Amazing. Right? Amazing. So this really, this really does work. Well, that's something I'll definitely take into consideration as the weeks tick on and as I get into the late part of my third trimester, I'm gonna do this four to six times a week, handful of steamed leafy greens covered in vinegar. I'm gonna do it for the blood flow. I'm gonna do it. That's Absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, so thinking about vinegars, of course, that's a great thing mm -hmm. to put on any salad. Um, and we wanna incorporate that as we can. But the last thing I wanna talk about today, since we're talking about salads and greens is how ridiculously easy it is yeah. to make an incredible salad dressing at home. Um, and it's so hard or darn near impossible to find oil-free, sugar-free dressings in grocery stores. You really have to create them at and, home. And fat-free. And fat-free, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a huge challenge. There are some out there but I promise they're not gonna be as good as what you can whip up in your in your house. So um, what I've got for our listeners today, we're calling it the anatomy of a salad dressing. So it's a foolproof structure for making homemade plant strong salad dressings. And before we get into it, I just wanna say, listeners, I wanna give you a pep talk. 
I feel like I should have dressed like Rosie the Riveter today. Um, dressings and sauces are so easy. I want you to have the confidence in the kitchen. I feel, I want you to feel empowered to create these dressings and sauces at home. You can do it. It's easier than you think, I promise. Well, and the thing here, and I'm so glad that you gave that little pep talk, mm -hmm. because sauces and dressings are really what dress up and make this lifestyle so dynamic. And we already have an embarrassment of riches with this lifestyle, and this just takes it over the top. So um, anyway, yes. what, what do you have for us? So so it's a, it's a strangely overwhelming uh, world of recipes for people, uh, and homemade dressings don't have to feel like this big hurdle. So, um, you know, it's one of the fastest things you can whip, whip up at home. And again, I want people to have confidence. You do not need to measure. I'm gonna repeat that. Yeah. With homemade salad dressings, you do not need to measure. You can do everything to taste, so you don't have to worry or obsess about remembering ratios. You don't have to look things up. You don't have to dirty a bunch of measuring spoons. I'm gonna talk you through the structure of a good dressing, and from there, I wanna challenge our listeners to try to come up with something customized to their mm. taste buds. Mm. Mm. So. What any chef or food scientist or product developer would, will tell you about a good dressing or sauce um, is that it has four key elements, fat, salt, sour, and sweet. And so all you're trying to do is really light up all of those different taste receptors on your tongue. And so we've put together a little inspiration document that has four quadrants with suggestions for specific ingredients for each of these four elements. So Rip, I'm gonna show you my screen here. Yep. Under the fat quadrant, we're suggesting blended nuts of any kind or nut butters, of course, walnuts, pecans, almonds, you could use a peanut butter, right? Blended seeds, a tahini or a sunflower nut dressing. Uh, you could use pumpkin seeds, get that extra zinc in there. If you're looking for a nut-free option, but still provide that fatty mouth mouthfeel, that creaminess, avocado, right? And if you're somebody who's actively fighting against heart disease, who's really trying to monitor their fat, really trying to keep that low, of course you could use beans of any kind, you could use a hummus with just a little bit of tahini or no tahini, you could use silken tofu, any of those would make a great base yeah. for a salad dressing right let me, let me chime in here and sure. say and, and say that you know we do want to be for those that as you said mm -hmm. for those that have had or have heart disease for those that are uh, pre-diabetic have insulin resistance for those that have had a shot across the bow with cancer highly recommend that you're very judicious with the amount of fat that you use here um, but if not right if you're young, if you're athletic, if you don't have any of these, then a little bit of fat in the form of nuts or seeds or avocado, um, it's absolutely should be okay. Yeah, and I'm envisioning like a huge salad bowl full of all these fresh vegetables and then the 25% of calories that come from fat yeah. could come from these nuts yeah. and seeds. Yeah. So that was our fat quadrant. In the salt quadrant, we have miso, which is a great option, right? It's a bean and a sodium, yeah. right? Really, really 
the beans almost offset the nutritional uh, hindrances of the sodium. Ume vinegar, we talked about this on the last episode. Uh, our friend Brenda, who was just here, our chef um, for the immersions, was talking about how it's her secret weapon in everything. I was like, that's what I said. It's my secret weapon in everything. So ume vinegar, you could also use a give me, tom- give, give me an example how you, how you use an ume vinegar. Like with what? I would use it in place of any salt. Anytime I want to salt my, my dishes, I would just use ume vinegar instead in soups, in casseroles, in dressings. Uh, Brenda was talking about how she just uses ume vinegar as salad dressing and nothing else oh. or greens. Um, it's just got such a great, rich flavor. Do you have it right here? I do. I have it over there on that side. Right. And again, it's this beautiful pink color. I just, I just, Let's add I this just, to our favorite list I, of products. I just want to take a quick little... It's very salty. Ooh. Ooh. No, that's okay. It's okay. No, no. It is salty, but mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's rich. It's got that umami taste, almost like a mushroom. Really, really good. One of my favorite products. Um, and then, of course, we could use a, a low-sodium soy sauce. And then for the sour category, of course, lemons yeah. or limes. Yeah. And then any type of vinegar, like we've just been talking about. And then if you want to, you can add some sweetness, light up those receptors, dates or blended dates or date syrup. You talked about fresh fruits, right? I've heard lots of good dressing recipes with a blended mango or a blended blackberry. Um, So that's a way to add sweetness. And then of course- And and I wanna say with those blended up fruits, it doesn't have to be fresh. It can be frozen. Frozen works absolutely well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Maple syrup would be another great option. Or if you've just got an orange hanging around, cut it open, squeeze a little fresh orange juice in there. It's a, it's a great option. Uh, so you pull one or two more things from each of those four quadrants, mix it together, thin to a desired consistency with water, or if you want a little bit more creaminess, you could use an unsweetened almond milk or a soy milk. Um, and then if you want to, you can enhance with some additional flavors. You could throw in some fresh dill or some parsley or chives or black pepper. Um, you could add your favorite hot sauce, but again, it's not necessary. You just need one thing from each of those four quadrants. So Rip, if I asked you to build a salad dressing, which of these, which, what item from each category would you pick to kind of build one? Let's just play a game. Well, okay, so for this first one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> for the fat? For the fat, uh, I'm actually gonna go with, um, I'm gonna go with a bean. Yeah, uh, okay. kind of bean. I'm gonna go with a, um, with a white bean. Oh, that's great, like a creamy cannellini or something? Yeah. That would be delicious. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and then for the salt? For the salt, I'm gonna go with the, the umi vinegar. Absolutely, <laughs> always a good choice. And then for the sour, what do you think would go there? Yeah, sour, well, um, I really want to kind of pump up <clears throat> my nitric oxide synthase enzyme. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go w- with the uh, with a balsamic vinegar. The balsamic vinegar there. Yep. Excellent, yep. excellent. And then for a sweetness. Sweet. Uh, I'm going to go with a squeeze of an orange. That sounds great. An yeah. orange, a creamy orange balsamic yeah. vinegar dressing. That yeah. sounds absolutely amazing. I think I would do... Yeah, what, what, what about you? I, I think I would do the ones that popped out to me. I know walnuts, I love them for their omega 
uh, three to omega six ratio. Of course, I'm gonna go with the ume vinegar from a salt. So walnut, salt, uh, lemon, because everybody has lemon or lemon juice in their kitchen. And then something sweet, you know I'm gonna go with that date syrup. <laughs> all, all day, every day, that's yeah. my favorite. This is really, it, it, it's so empowering when you can actually look at just the four quadrants mm -hmm. and then you're given different choices and then you can put it together. And it's almost like an infinite number of possibilities. Infinite number of possibilities. And what I like about this is it's a great way to bring kids into the kitchen as well. Yeah. So you're letting them select, you're giving them some autonomy. You really can't go wrong. And then they helped make the dressing yeah. that they're gonna eat over salads and greens. It's yeah. wonderful. You know, there's, there's a, a dressing um, that that I made actually just last night for that the salad that I talked about at the top of the show, and it's just it's a it's a variation on the three two one mm -hmm, salad mm -hmm. dressing um, that I got. <laughs> Are we gonna say something? Oh, I was gonna say we'll post it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is really an invention of my sister Jane, and instead of doing three two one, I just do a third, a third, a third. So it's a third maple syrup, a third uh, balsamic vinegar and a third, um, uh, oh, wait. <laughs> Mustard? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. But because it wasn't on the quadrant, I was like, wait, what, what? Yeah, yeah. It's a spicy brown mustard. So spicy brown mustard, maple syrup, and balsamic vinegar. Those are the three. And this way, dressing, it doesn't have to be a chore. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a pain. And and then I, I just, like you said, I'll just I'll, I'll whip it up. I'll make more than I want. I'll shake it up. Yeah. I actually like it a little bit thinner. And then I can keep it in the fridge for three, four, five days. Absolutely. It's yeah. wildly easy. Yeah. Wildly easy. And you can walk into any kitchen if you're visiting your family, if you're visiting friends, and you know you want to help out with dinner. Just oh. go see what nut butters yeah. they have in yeah. the fridge. And when you say, oh, <laughs> let me just whip up a dressing, a salad dressing for this, or yeah. a dressing for the greens, their jaw is going to hit the ground and you're just going to go through their frizz and say, oh, perfect. Here's, you know, here's the sweet, here's the sour, here's the fat, and here's the, uh, what am I missing? Sour. <laughs> the sour. Salty. Salty. Salty, sour, <laughs> fat, yes. and sweet. Yes. Yeah, and you don't even need the sweet, really. I don't yeah. know that you need it. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's very empowering. You can, you're, 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 you're going to feel like a total gourmet in, in their kitchen, for yeah. sure, and yeah. really impress folks. Um, so again, Please feel confident, um, do everything to taste. And like my art teacher used to say, you haven't ruined it yet. So if you <laughs> sample it and it's a little too salty, add a little more sour, you know, thin yeah. it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Those, those are good words of advice. <laughs> and I just, you know, I, I, I look and I look at my, my daughters and my son and they're just, get reckless. Get a little reckless in the kitchen, yeah. and it's okay. It's okay to make mistakes, right? That's what that's what life is about. And if mm -hmm. you're not making mistakes, you're not you're not you're not living large. Totally, totally. Right? And right. you're gonna develop a really good intuition. When I'm making these dressings, I don't even have to sample it before I serve. I know it's gonna be great. You very quickly kind of get a mental yeah. understanding. Well, of if I remember correctly, during snow snowgeddon here in Austin, <laughs> Texas, when you and Evan came and lived with us for. I think it was two nights and three days. Mm -hmm. You made some of the most outstanding dressings. Thanks. And you put together the slugs on the boat and yeah. you guys treated us to dinner. But uh, it was, it really, it, it, it was fun. And, and if you're visiting somebody, if you can contribute a little bit just with like making a dressing yeah. or some sort of a dish, 
it goes a long way. Good point. And you're encouraging more vegetable eating or you can do yeah. it over a grain bowl. Um, so I actually brought some stuff today. I know the the Academy House doesn't have a full pantry, doesn't have a whole lot going on. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I brought over some ingredients to just do a quick demo. Do you, you want to get started? Do you want me to hand it over? Or what do you want to sure, do? Sure, yeah. If we can do it now, that sounds great. Let's do it. All right. All right. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> it was that fast. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to pretend like I just rummaged through your pantry and kitchen. Yeah. And I found some almond butter. Okay. Standard. Okay. I found that lemon juice that everyone's got in their kitchen. I always Ooh. pack the ume plum vinegar with me. So I just happen to have this in my car. <laughs> Wink. Um, and then I found some blended dates, which is just, again, dates and water, always a staple in our fridge. So, so you actually just make that yourself. You don't buy a date syrup. No, but you could absolutely use a date syrup. But that, sound, that sounds really nice. So just easy. Making... Just dates and water, no measuring. Show this to just do folks? it to consistency. Yep. It's just dates and water. Just dates and water. Just blend right. it up. Great. And again, you're getting that whole fiber. You want me so, to get you a bowl to make this in? No, because what? you can see I've just got a little bit of almond butter left uh, here in the bottom. It's okay. like maybe maybe a quarter of the way full. So maybe three tablespoons? Yeah, there's like maybe half a cup, I would say. Okay. I would say half a cup left here in the bottom of this almond butter jar. So I'm going to start with my ume. And I'm not measuring here. I'm going to say it's about one and a half tablespoons maybe, okay. maybe two. And then okay. I'm going to add a slightly smaller splash of lemon. Boop. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> and then you don't have to do it, but if you want to, just put in a little bit of date syrup just to really hit that sweet note. And then and put the lid on and put shake. the lid on and shake. And it's gonna need some water. It's gonna be too thick with just the almond butter here. Okay. But we'll shake it up a little bit. Hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. You're spraying me a little bit. Oh. I don't think it's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We really get that on there. There we go. It's not raining inside. You're good. Okay. All yeah. right. So this is really thick. We're definitely going to want to thin that let, let out. Me go, let me go thin it out. Yeah, thin it out to whatever consistency you prefer your dressings to be. Splash of water. Again, okay, there's me, no measuring here. Let me Just shake this reiterate. time. All right, go ahead. Put that lid on tight. <laughs> let me shake and go in your general direction. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's okay. You're going to smell like uh, ume and lemon juice. It's going to be great. Ooh, yeah. That is fun. It is All fun. Right. Oh my gosh. Doesn't that look great? Huh? Huh? Doesn't that look great? Okay, I'm gonna give you some to put on the back of your hand. That's a good I way think, to sample. Okay, I think we need some steamed Luciana kale right here. Totally. There you go. Right. Give that a shot. Oh yeah. That's, uh, that's outstanding. Great, yeah. It's got the saltiness, it's got the sour. It's got that fatty mouthfeel. And then again, yeah. over broccoli, yeah. over greens, it's gonna taste great. Yeah. I, just, I, I just can't emphasize enough how empowering it can be. Utilize this quadrant mm -hmm. that we're gonna share in the show notes, right? And then experiment mm -hmm. with your sweet, your sour, your salty, and your fat. fat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, man, this has been, Anything else? Is, is I think that's it. Yeah, so fun. I'm going to go make some, some a huge salad for lunch. Yeah, <laughs> me too. 
Um, but thanks for joining us today on this episode of Snackables, where we really thought outside the salad dressing bottle. Jess? Always a pleasure, Rip. Thank you. Plan strong. Keep it plan strong. <laughs>